Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, people. Come on, Jimmy. Get it together. Yo, this is America. We're live, bro. I told you. You can't Yo. put a filter on this thing. Yeah, we're, live. we're live. Jesus. <laughs> Guys, we're live. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, we're live. We're live, we're buddy. Live, but we're not as live as Taco Fall is, baby. So we're gonna we're, we're definitely once we get people settled in, starting to join in here. We'll replay it. Why not? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll, we'll live through. Times. We'll live through it. But uh, yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna start at the end because not a ton to talk about with this game. It was a nice, as Bobby said earlier. Um, it was just nice to have a game. Nice to have a game. Can we just have it a, was game? a little more than that though. Everything was normal with the universe. Can we just have a game? That's it. Yeah. The Celtics I are mean, playing basketball. Well, that's a big part of it. We're back. I think these guys need a rest, no? I think that's that's a difference. All I know, Celtics are playing basketball. Kyrie Irving's being a weirdo. Gordon Hayward is hurt. Everything is normal. The universe. Yeah. Is Everything right is now. right with the universe. The universe is in balance again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For now. For now. For now. <laughs> now magic, magic get to go see Harden tomorrow, so they get they get both sides of this. Yeah. Well, I think magic. the magic should just call it quit. They should call it a season after what well, after what Taco just did to them. Just just hanging up. Well, this was this wasn't oh. the Celtics versus the Magic as much as it was the Celtics uh, auditioning for the TPE, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit. Oh, come on, John. What about the, what the about Magic? The- is just a collection of TPE players right now. Okay? I think the Magic. Magic's really got good. the best they got the best names in the game. Bone, Bacon, Bamba. Bone I mean, is not a guy I knew coming in. Great name. No. I didn't know much about Bone. But I was like, I could, that's I, a guy? I need more bone. I need more bone. <laughs> yeah. There's a few of those guys around the league this year. I saw Dakota on the Sixers. I was like, who's this guy? And you know, there, there's a few others. It's the COVID year. You know, it, there's just a lot of players in playing tight. Nobody slips past Bobby. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to This I year they got me. I had um. What do you got on I Bone? Had, I just looked him. Up. I just didn't know who he was. I mean, he played at Tennessee. 
<laughs> I thought you had something on it. Like, Second round pick, uh, two way player. <laughs> I, I actually thought this was kind of funny. No, not a knock, not a knock at all. Just like I, I don't know if it was right, but it said that he made like eighty seven thousand dollars last year in the NBA. So I, I like that's just like a normal person type salary in the. That's like Bobby Mantle Garden Report money. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of funny. I was like, wow, like. This guy's on a pretty tight budget as an NBA player. Like, it must be tough to roll with, like, <laughs> the, some of your teammates sometimes. Like, you don't really don't want to be stuck with the bill at the end of the night if, if you're on, like, the bone salary. Yeah. It's a sweet life. I mean, you're getting a bunch yeah. of stuff. Like I'll people, have like, soup and water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of tough. Don't like, you don't want to be <laughs> – you don't want to be the last one up. He grabs a waiter when he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, he does that old trick. Have the yeah, water yeah. in the soup. That's it. Yep. Right. Separate checks, please. <laughs> hey, it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet thing. deal going on here. Yeah. Careful where you go on the plane, too. You don't want to walk past a game of high-stakes Blu-ray either. Oh, you no. know? That's how that's how, that's how. how so many of those Celtics got wrecked. I was going to say, if Bone was on the 08 team, he'd, he'd, he'd be working three jobs be right dead. now. <laughs> 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 yeah, he would. <laughs> No, he'd be uh, he'd be what's his name? He'd be Gabe Gabe Pruitt. That's who he'd be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Who knows uh, what, what Pruitt. Gabe Pruitt's up to? Also Back Tennessee, right? Uh, maybe. I think Could so. Be. He had ears too. Those are the two things I remember. Oh, he and, had we, and he started like he opened the season as a starter or something. Well, what's good this year, and, and these G League guys actually can make pro-rated NBA salaries. So, like, you know, Taco made 80000 last year. He's probably, you know, making a couple hundred thousand every game he's playing now. So, this cash is check, Taco. This is normally stuff we're talking about at the 57-minute mark of the show instead yeah. of the three-minute yeah. mark. Yeah. But no, let, let's start backwards. The Taco stuff. I don't love the taco mascot thing. Everybody freaking out when he enters the game. Obviously, there's no crowd here. But like, I I, I hate the, you know, I do. Oh, find you hate it, it. Oh, you hate something? Go on. I find it somewhat demeaning to like make a big deal about every time he enters the thing because he's sure. tall. Oh wait. Oh, you mean Scott is like laughing like it's like it's a freaking comedy <laughs> show? Yeah. Yeah. But it was hard not to get into that late in the game well, there. Right. I mean, listen. Because it, I mean, it's got it's the just Gino watching factor. the players. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. It's the, the players are doing it. So they're it's like, they're you get the players running it. laps around the arena every time he, <laughs> you know the ball leaves his leaves his hands. Listen, when he hits a shot from the distance that he hit it, I mean, very close to three pointer. And then on top of that, to drive to the hoop from the three point, I mean, he made a legitimate NBA move to the hoop and then threw it down. I mean, if he can work on that a little bit, uh, you might have a no, legitimate. This is what I wrote about last year. Like John mentions the, you know, like clown show treatment he gets versus actually, you know, enjoying the fun of it, enjoying the players, the way they interact with them, get excited with them. And then, you know, showing the respect to the work he's putting in. This guy's a whole new player than he was a year ago. It's pretty evident. Yeah. He's not, he's not a young. Too. Like, like the confidence, you're seeing it a bit differently compared to what we saw last year. And look, the three-pointer, that's a little different. Like, okay, he banked in the three, everyone's laughing. All right, but no, that that move, I mean, there's a reason why the Southern Spanish looked like Rucker Park, the way they were going nuts, because they, that was legitimate. Like, that's a move where you go crazy over it. I just thought the three-pointer was more on the other side of what John was saying about a more of a clown show and, like, oh, look at the big guy score a three-pointer, you know? Like, hey, he's been working on that shot, and he's hit it before. I know, and the thing is, you see how serious he is. He doesn't want right. to be made into a. And Scal's like, yeah. right. I was like, no, I, I'm not like. I know you're getting flashbacks right now, Scal, of your, your favorite years in Boston, but 
Like Taco's like, no, I'm, I'm wanting. <laughs> like, remember Yabu? <laughs> Yabu was not serious in the game. He was oh, he was right. looking at the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yabu's like pulling the bow and arrow back. Yes, <laughs> I want to be Yabu and to be outside the league in a couple of years and thinking, oh yeah, that was fun, you know. Joe makes a great yeah. a great point on Scal. Scal's so used to being that guy where he's very quick to try to to try to like give it to somebody else. You know, right. like, oh, right. that's, well, that's no, you me. take it. You he, take it. He's not just me, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like easy, Scal. This guy might actually uh, contribute a little bit here. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, we thought this was the show we were going to be doing tonight: Taco, Neesmith, those type of guys, but. Jalen Brown checks in tonight, has a huge game, ginormous, productive, Wait, who, facilitating Who else would I do to move on from Taco? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say one thing about Scal. I'm like, Wait, listen, Scal, this is too I, I, didn't, I didn't want Brown's night to get lost. When you came tonight, you were the sideshow, you were a veteran, okay? This is uh, this guy's still in his early 20s here. You know, don't, don't laugh at the guy. Come on, man. He's trying to be legitimate. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bobby wants to break down Jalen Brown. We just want to talk about Taco all night. We want 45 minutes of Taco talk. Even a little bit of scout, yeah. Did Taco mean to bank it in? Maybe. Right? Of course not, but, you know. He called, he called game. Taco what? called game. Jason Tatum set the tone on that one. I'm testing your Tatum take. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that shot did look a little bit like Tatum's. Maybe he's been watching some some Tatum film. The real question is, are the Celtics better without Jason Tatum? No, here we I'm go. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That's going. That's that's the 98.5 take. That's going into that. It would have loved that. It that. It would have that. Is Tatum now more trade? That would be the 98.5 take. Jalen, this is it, guys. Jalen's the guy. He's ready. You should maybe should trade Tatum now. <laughs> yeah seriously oh, man. i did see a take in our comments earlier in the year tatum for harden and i was just like what someone said that yeah, yeah. No, some I'm, so, I'm so, some interesting guy. takes exist in our comments yeah oh well that's for sure i get lost in the comments <laughs> first to admit it like after well, while, the show. Well, while we're on the topic though i mean another efficient night for Jalen. i just think these guys needed a break i think that's <laughs> exactly. what it is they haven't lost their focus they got a week off that they didn't see coming at all so these guys just left it they they were anxious to, to hold on to number one you know they were just as surprised as we were when they found out they're the number one team in the eastern conference right now yeah yeah Jalen was it's a pride thing right now i love it these guys are dialed in yeah. So uh, Jalen was nice. Uh, let me let me stay on the back of the game for a minute, and then we'll work our way through some stuff that happened. All right. We can we can go with the taco. All no, right. no, no. Just because a couple things. Look, um, yeah. we, we didn't get the Neesmith minutes we thought we'd get because they all the games were postponed. I actually thought that would have been an interesting experiment. We got more than I would have expected, though. But he played a bunch tonight. He played eight in the first half, and then he played the whole garbage session there. First half didn't look great again. Um, couple of fouls, missed a couple shots. I actually liked a couple things I saw late. Certainly, like that catch and shoot, like when he made the three. Isn't that literally all you want him to do? Like, if he could just do that three, four times a game, come off a screen, catch, shoot. It's such a pretty release. It's such a nice shot. I, it's you just have to find him enough wherewithal and confidence to get on the floor to not be totally lost and just fire off a few of those. 
I like, like, I liked it. I actually liked his aggression too. Even though he traveled on one, he went to the hoop another time on a driving dish on the semi and one, and he was like pumped. I actually liked his attitude. He was like super into it. After he dished it to semi, he gave a big fist pump on the sideline to make a good play. It looked like those eight minutes mattered to him at the end of the game. Like he really, he was really putting in an effort. I, that's the so far this year. That's the most positive thing we've seen from him. I, I think. Yeah, I, what, oh, no, go ahead, Bobby. Well, what I was saying is, you know, he starts this year 4-14 from the field, and we're not seeing the three-point production that we would like from him, 1-4 tonight. Uh, we thought he was the best shooter in the draft, and you would think he would just come out here guns blazing, nailing them left and right. And what you do see, John, and we talked about the benefits of possibly giving him some run early in the year, giving him a chance to make mistakes, put it in the flow of the game, is when he gets in in that quarter, first quarter, second quarter stretch there, he's rushing. The release is off. I think Max on the radio broadcast said that it looks kind of bumpy, his shot release. And you see a guy who looks so good in college on that shooting aspect of his game just completely break down with mechanics rushing shots i thought that first shot he fired off from the corner was extremely rushed with space and he's not getting the production he wants because the game's just coming at him so fast right now yep the moments that he's in there go by too quickly he's trying to do too much everything's moving too fast so a night like tonight's huge in that regard to get the extended run to make some mistakes he made a few bad defensive mistakes early and brad still let him roll that was I, i thought that was commendable by brad and you'll have to again. I mean, actually, if everyone gets COVID, maybe they won't have to. You know, it looks like the Celtics are getting their their stuff out of the way. But uh, though technically, it's only Tatum and uh, Tatum and Rob right now. But um, yeah, it, that was exactly it. I thought it, you know he you got to let him play through some mistakes, and this was a good good opportunity too. Hopefully, there'll be others because he needs extended run. You want to see some extended run with starters as well, um, and just to see him just slow it down a bit. You know, he's got to, he's got to play the game at NBA speed for a while for it to start to settle down where he can be the guy he's supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's the next step to see him with that starting unit. I think that'll, that'll help him, but it's it's a tough spot for him to be in because I feel like everyone is sort of on a different level for obvious reasons, right? I mean, guys have been on the floor more than him. So I feel like when he's in there, it's sort of a tough spot, especially tonight. You know, these guys have a week off. They were fresh. I mean, you can tell they just had a, you know, uh, an extra pep in their step. And, and I think he was just sort of trying to pick his spots there, but he was really patient. You know, I thought that at some parts he did, he did, he does rush his offense, but you know, for, for him to, to get that shot to go through, I, I think uh, it's important to him because he has to, he's just start getting more comfortable out there with these guys. And I think it's going to, it's going to happen naturally, but it's also, it's a good thing for the Celtics as a team, but you know, the way Pritchard's been playing, because think about it. I mean, he's, Bridges getting close to a point where he's gonna start running a tight ship, right? So it's like, man, when you get the ball, it's like don't don't mess up because you're not gonna get it again. Like I really think it's getting to that point, guys, where Pritchard just like he comes in there, he controls the offense, and he's calling the shots. Like you know, even with Jalen out there, I mean, of course there's no Tatum, but that's interesting to see moving forward because obviously Jalen trusts him. You know, he's he's it's paid off. Where you know, that three pointer in the corner where Jalen found him, he knew exactly where he was because he's there often. You know, he's been really uh, obviously big for this for this team offensively. But I think he's starting to take another step here where he's, he's really controlling that offense in a way where guys like Neesmith are going to have a tougher time to get their touches unless they're more aggressive or unless they show that, you know, they're moving in the right direction, progression. I think you're right with the wings. The wings have played so well. Semi, Green, like those guys are earning legitimate minutes. We came into this year saying, oh, how can Neesmith not be playing with the guys that are in front of him? Well, it turns out those guys are actually pretty good. 
Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about Pritchard a little bit. Um, it's uh, we're we're officially well past the point where we're going to stop. We're going to be surprised by him, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, there's no. I, I don't think he turns into a pumpkin at this point. I think they got them. You know, like I think I think that period is already over, even though it's only been eleven games. He's a real ball player, um, like a valuable asset, startable point guard, theoretically, I think, if you needed it. Uh, but certainly, absolutely the guy you want running that second unit and you want the guy you want with the ball in his hands. It's not even debatable at this point. He's a legit ball player. I mean, it's a, you know, I, I'd be shocked if it went too far in the other direction at any point in time. He just looks so in control and confident all the time. He looks, he plays like he's been, he plays like a, like an eight year veteran. It's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly each time I'm, I'm, I'm amazed to the point where you, we have to stop being surprised by it. Right. Yeah. I think I'm at that point. Um, I, I feel like when he's out there, I mean, you, you nailed it, John. You said like, he's in, he looks like he's in control out there and that's what it is. He's got like that presence. He's a, he's very aware of what's going on around him. He, I mean, he made a great, great pass from the three-point line tonight to Tice for that easy dunk. I mean, that was just – that was, you know, LaMelo Ball-esque, if I may. I mean, I thought that was a, a, just a great play by him. Um, just tells you where his court awareness is, his vision. Um, so, I'm with you. I'm not really surprised anymore. I, I actually consider him, a, you know, an important piece to where this team is going to be able to go, not just this year, but we talked mm. about we talked about this like before the season. We talked about this before the season. We said the Celtics are going to need to find – they're going to need to hit in the draft because they don't have the cap space now. That ship that that ship is kind of sailed. They, they lost Gordon Hayward. They've, you know, they've had to make some moves where they're at, they're at that salary cap limit, and they need to hit on a couple of guys in the draft. And it looks like Pritchard I'm, – listen, I'm not crowning him as an all-star, but you need depth guys. You need guys who are going to help you and contribute. And I feel like he's one of those guys. And I'll say this. Him in there at the same time as Marcus Smart, what a wild combo of guys. I mean, it's like the yin and the yang out there, I feel like. I mean, you got you got you got Marcus Smart who's kind of like all over the place and you know, good at what he does and you need him for what he does. And then you've got you've got Pritchard who's kind of a little bit more and listen, he's energetic and crafty and all those things, but he, he might be a little bit more I don't want to use the word reliable, but maybe reliable with some decision making and, and stuff like that. I think you're gonna I think you can go another route with that. They just like a little like the angel and the devil thing, you know, like <laughs> Maybe yeah. that too. I was thinking like the yin yang twins, though. You know what I mean? Like like one has to calm it. down the other, you know, vice versa. At times. Should I take yeah. the three? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. another 40% yeah. night for Marcus Smart. Yeah, you got to get Come yours. On. Tatum's out tonight. Take the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to make a name for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want all the shine to go to them, do you? Take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> take it, kid. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, somebody else will. You <laughs> <laughs> don't want that other thing in it. Um, no, but anyway, he was a, again great. Uh, I, I, are we at all surprised how ho hum this game was? I know it's Orlando, um, but that's it, I Orlando. Mean, it, it, like, like you're still you're missing Tatum. Obviously, you're still missing Kemba. Uh, this was supposed to be a date we thought Kemba could theoretically play. Uh, but he didn't get enough practice, so uh, he talked recently, um, and he's you know still kind of talking about he's better than ever and ready to come back. But I, I, we could talk about that if we want to or not. But I, I was still a little surprised that um, this was such a cakewalk. 
Yeah, I, I expected it with, with the original eight cast to be a one-two possession game. I figured it'd be more. I think the line moved to ten and a half. At, once they got Jalen. Yeah, once they got Jalen. So the Celtics are pretty good at cleaning up these bad teams at home. We saw. But that's what we were worried eight. about before the season, though. Yeah, right? we didn't expect games like this. Because you thought away like, bad teams. If we were saying right, they can't mail in games, and if they're without. A J- Jalen or Jason for any game, they can't just beat teams just walking in the gym. I mean, we, we've we've had that luxury watching them over the last few years, where you could be out one, sometimes two people, and you still had three stars on the court, and you you could still walk into Orlando and win these games almost every single time and not really sweat it. But you were worried they didn't have it because we're looking at the bench. Uh, you know, I mean, look at the starting lineup. It was Teague and Grant Williams, and Tristan went for his customary two points. You know, like that's three <laughs> of your five starters tonight with Marcus and Jalen. I mean, that's not an impressive starting lineup. The bench again was awesome. Pritchard, Semi, uh, good minutes. You know, uh, from from everybody there. Uh, but that's not like a fearsome starting lineup. It's surprising that you can walk in and just be able to manhandle an NBA team that way. Thompson at four. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We'll hold off on the apology, Cam. What, what sticks out to me about this team is they nail shots. Like between Jalen's spot up shooting, semi surprise and catch and shoot game to start this year, a smart spend sensational shooting threes to yeah, start this year. Another 40% night from three for them. Yeah, and then Peyton Pritchard on top of it, the efficiency that he's showing. We're talking about a top five offense in terms of efficiency this year. And we came in and said, oh, if they turn it over too much, they're going to lose a lot of games. Well, they and went on a string. Over a lot. Not tonight, but. Well, yeah, they went on that string of like six or seven games where they had 10 plus and they still ripped off. They, ten plus. they were 11 tonight, games. I think. But I mean, they had a couple of games that were 21, 18. I mean. Yeah. And they really still, won, still won some of those because they hit shots. They're right. efficient. The offense this year, surprisingly, better than last year. So far, at least. And you're missing, you know, Tice's activity in the front. Tristan's not giving you a ton there. Got a call tonight. Yeah. So, like, you just have more shot makers this year. Better wing play, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Brown's a big part of it. He was just outstanding again tonight. Bobby's dying to talk about Jalen. We could talk about Jalen. I mean, yeah, you're right. right. See, it it becomes so casual to us at this point. Big screen. Big screen. The rest of us will go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Though when they when they're corners like the way they did 17 threes, uh, Shemi, I mean, those corner threes go a long way. We talked about that, you know, with, whether it's him or Grant Wood, that sort of has to be the routine, the, the yeah. norm with that, with that second unit. And Jalen did have an easy 21. You almost didn't, you don't even really remember a lot of it. Um, you know why? He's shooting over 80% at the line this year. It's I know. Unreal. Well, he did get to the free wanna, throw line seven times. Yeah. Should we dim the lights and light, light some candles for Bob as he uh, <laughs> talks about Jalen a little bit here? Hey, somebody he said, deserves it. 21 and 25, he, that's awesome. Somebody said he hit 19 of his last 19 free throws. He hasn't missed in his last 19 free throws. So. Yeah. How about Jeff Teague? He was good. How about him? Yeah, he's another guy who stacks up free throws. I like that about him. I obviously haven't been totally impressed with him this year. But would you start him going forward? The starting lineup tonight, I think it was Grant in for uh, Tice. Tice goes to the bench for the first time since I think opening night last year uh, when Cantor started. And you got Teague in for Tatum. So you go three guards, which is something I think, John, you mentioned that you wanted that eventually. I like it over two bigs. 
Uh, yeah. and, and I talked about, I thought the optimal starting lineup was actually Pritchard, Smart, Jalen, um, you know, but I, I think they're really in, intent on keeping Pritchard. Well, Jimmy uh, made a good point on the Pritchard thing. Keep good rotations throughout the game. Keep them in there. I, I think they're set on that. And I think really it makes sense too when, um, when Kemba comes back, you're going to want Kemba and Smart because you're going to want Smart out there for defense as well. And then you're going to have that Teague Pritchard second unit. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I like those two together. And that's not bad. Yeah, I do too. You know, because you want it's, it's it, it probably better to have Pritchard, uh, Teague playing off the ball. Yeah, plus it kind of makes him a better defender. I don't know. It's like the rookie's going off. I got to go ham too. You know, he's going hard. I'm 30 something. I can't get shown up. You know, this guy's been in the league for two months. So, but it's it's two guys that are very comfortable looking for their own offense. You know, uh, who will have their ball, yeah. who will have the ball in their hands a lot in that second unit, and that that goes a long way. If you can ever get and the shooters and the guys keep shooting, the wings keep knocking down shots, and if Neesmith ever can crack that rotation, you might be able to get something. Uh, you know, something something going in that unit. Um, so right. it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Because we're not going to do two bigs anymore when Kemba comes back, almost certainly. Right. That's true. But also, uh, the thing I like about Teague is is when he comes in, he's able to obviously be instant offense, but he's not one of those guys that has to rely on his outside shot. Like, Yeah, he has that in his arsenal, but he can score different ways. And and although when it gets cold, we've seen it, it gets really cold when he's not feeling it. <laughs> I, I think, uh, the, again, I, I think he's one of those guys going to really benefit from that from that week off. Um, who did we like? Uh, who, which, which of the TPE guys are we looking at in Orlando here? Again, there's a lot of candidates. Bone. How many guys on that team have been mentioned oh. as potential Bacon? TPE guys? <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> I think I mentioned him a few games ago. Bacon. Bacon? Maybe no, Dwayne I mean, Bacon? <laughs> number one, you're looking at Aaron Gordon. Um, oh, that's that, that's an original one, yeah. No, I mean, and obviously he's the pricey one. Um. He was he's the host, Bobby. Don't be a dick. Gordon, Gordon's not happening, Joe. Gotta, he's got to mention him. We're all going to waste our time talking about Aaron Gordon. They're not going to get Aaron Gordon. They it's going to be Bacon. Well, maybe we should spend some time talking about that. Yeah. It's Bacon not or Bone. Not really. <laughs> would, you, would you include Pritchard in a deal for Gordon? That's the name of my restaurant if I open one. Would you include Pritchard in a deal for Gordon? Bacon and Bone. No. <laughs> no. There you go. So you now, once again, you have no tradable fun. assets. Bobby won't trade Pritchard, so there you go. Rob Williams and Pritchard, they play. Rob Williams and Pritchard are too good to be traded now. All right, realistically, Just like that, no more tradable team. Realistically, uh, Terrence Ross. I'm not but crazy. About we've heard Ross. We've heard Fournier. Um, you know, and then also, I mean, I've even heard, uh, you know, uh, Vucevic. Dude, Ross. Ross would piss everybody off. I mean, he can score. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He would be taking shots. He would be taking shots. He's what you guys think smart is. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) He would be taking shots down the stretch. It would make John pull whatever hair left he had out of his head. Before scoring, before you show me he can score on this level. (laughs) That's mom, Mark. (laughs) Pritchard. Pritchard. I I haven't been crazy about Ross. So, yeah, I I agree. Address the front court. Address the front court. In a better Gordon's way. in an interesting like we we said this year. All right, maybe if the Magic are really bad, he becomes available. I think I actually said that early in the year. But they're actually in a spot now where Isaac's out long term, Fultz is out long term. They've just lost so many players that they're building around that he's really their only like centerpiece future franchise cornerstone yeah, player on the wing. And 
he's struggling right now too. Like I wasn't totally impressed with him tonight. The free throw line, Gordon? definitely not shooting wise. Gordon looks awful. Yeah, he's a great defender, which is why I think people have good reason. You know, I myself imagined him at that four spot, sharing up the defense. It's a big reason I want P.J. Tucker to kind of build a bridge between the center position and the wing position on the team. But I don't know. You just put yourself in the magic shoes and think of, like, potential deals here with Boston. You're like, oh, why, why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh... – <laughs> you, got, you got embarrassed by the comment. <laughs> no, see, he what was about, trying to I, work I wore the UPS shirt again tonight. He was Come trying on, to work I need the burner some... at the same time, and he got booted. That was the burner. <laughs> Come on, kid. Bro, PJ. I'm Tucker trying to go a whole show wow. without proxy Wi-Fi jokes. Yo, did you kick me off, man? No, you kicked me off that time. No. It was your. It was the Brockton Wi-Fi. We tried no. to make it a whole. We've tried to make it one episode without I am, it. I am full blast, hundred percent. Like, oh man, the bars are going through the roof right now. But Brockton right. blast, full Brockton blast. That's so like let, a, let, a, let me throw this. Something went off outside, real quick. Sorry guys, sorry about that. <laughs> let me throw. Let me throw this at you guys because I actually think this would be interesting from Orlando's perspective. They're trying to you know get a bunch of hits at young players now. They haven't had much lottery lottery luck. The way to do it <laughs> would. Would Sorry. you throw multiple first-round picks at them for this? Let's say three. Who? And then Gordon. Would you I throw three, so. three first-round picks? That might be something that starts to move them there. I don't think so. Jimmy? Three first-round picks. I mean, I'm not the type of guy. I think you're nuts thinking that's what it takes. Picks. They're just yeah, going to dump them? I mean, like. They're not going to dump them. I just yeah. don't think. I don't even think they want that. I yeah, think that's, for that's, a bad team, that's enticing. At this point, right, Bobby? They're ready for someone that they, they can say. seems high. Yeah, but I think. Very high. Boston's strength right now is centers. Rob, Tice, those type of guys. Grant. Yeah, they don't need. Just because you have a lot of them doesn't mean it's a strength. Strength in numbers, I guess. Just, I think it, it's just people. Nobody wants yeah. these guys. Well, Rob gains not for value. Anything real. Well, we're all just people. I think a team that wants Tice and wants to keep them long term, there'd be some value there for them. But again, Orlando just has a million centers. Uh, maybe Mo Bamba would be the guy there. But Ooh. again, Boston staff of centers. You know? yeah, <laughs> so not, I don't know. I just I don't think I'm there's not, a match yeah. with these teams right now the way there was before. Yeah, this, I don't think they they are targeting centers right now. I mean, Brad's trying to figure out how to play the the four that he has. So I I don't really think they're trying to add another one to the mix. I mean. Taco Fall is your is your is your Yo, new center. That crossed Taco my mind. Taco Fall is your new center, bro. The Al Horford thing, but I think it's too early in that contract. I don't know, bro. But that's what we said before the trade, right? We said it was too early for, for them to find that trade. No. So no. Al Horford, Al Horford. So people are gonna turn their nose at that Al Horford one. like twenty something million. If if all oh yeah yeah. I mean, my lord, you're good. You're, you're there was a year Al, left. Al Horford. I do not him. want a Morris twin. Okay, there it is. I said it. No, they're 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 in Cali, man. Cali's got them now. Yeah, no, they're, they're where they want to be. They did. That's another ship that sailed, guys. Stop going back to your exes, okay? It's time to move on. <laughs> time to move on. She's gone. He's gone. There's plenty of fish out in the sea, and that goes for the NBA. That's like, great. Let's look, let's look ahead here. We talked about we it. Jay, another ex. There you go. Uh, who, who's their center? Whoever their center is broke his wrist today. I don't think they're trading Giles. That's I mentioned him prior to the season as a flyer guy I wanted, but yeah, Nurkic is out eight weeks. They're gonna need Giles there. 
Cantor gonna be getting some big run in Portland. Yeah, put them on the league pass. Oh, is Cantor available? Speaking of X's, Jay Crowder. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. That's, here who, we go. that's who John, lifelong Jay Crowder fan, wanted Jay Crowder here. <laughs> Once again. Jay I've Crowder, made my case for I mean, Jay. oh, Jonas. Bring Jonas. Him from- He's not even on a team, is he? All right. Someday, we'll, listen, we'll do a show on an off night where we just reminisce about, like, our favorite Celtics that really shouldn't be our favorite Celtics. We'll, we'll do a whole show like that. The, the, the Milt Palacio special. That's right yeah, up exactly. my alley. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the, I was. I think I went to like twelve games in 2014. I can recount that whole season. Oh, really? Dude, I'm gonna, crowd, I'm gonna go yeah. back to, John's gonna be going back to 1972 for this. No, show but I had a lot of post Bird <laughs> era games. So that was some ugliness, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. You well, and Jeff Clark over at Celtics blog embody that era. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I got was, hooked early 2000s. Those were some pretty bad no, years too. I, I cut my teeth with Larry, but the the those were dark days afterwards, you know. <laughs> My first mm-hmm. Garden games were Larry, and then you've seen a lot of friggin' oh, oh my god, Sherman yeah. Douglases, huh? Sherman Douglases. It got ugly quick. <laughs> I heard Rick. I heard Rick Pitino. Jeff Goodman mentioned uh, Rick Pitino's name as the next coach at Duke, and I'm just like that guy just keeps failing upwards. It's unreal. Stoiko Vrankovic. That was the name I was trying to come up with. Crazy obscure. Dude, first game I ever went to. I got like these ridiculous. Somehow we got ridiculously good seats, and I was taking pictures with some of the players. I got this picture. I don't know if I still have it, but Purvis Ellison. How's that for a name? Oh, out of service, like, Purvis. Purvis, Purvis Ellison, man. Out of Just, service. Like, I loved him. Easy to <laughs> easy to get a picture with him on the bench. I'll tell you that. Were you that guy saying that as soon as he gets healthy, look out? John was definitely that guy. Who Purvis? <laughs> about Purvis. Nervous Purvis. I always love. Uh, I always love on the injuries, didn't you? You're like, no, man, he's a really talented guy. He's just, he's, you know, no. cut him some, cut some slack. I, I love uh, Miles Turner, Bobby. We're not going to let you. I'm not going to make you apologize for Miles Turner just yet. We're going to let that one. We're going to let that one simmer a little bit longer, but then we're going to have you do a grand apology for everybody to hear. We're going to cut up into a separate video and blast it on YouTube. And if he's one of those finalists for Defensive Player of the Year, the way he is right now, then I'm going to have to turn that one over to you. And that's a good way to talk about Tristan Thompson tonight. Uh, interesting game from him. I don't like the you way he's interesting by not good because none of his games are really good. I, interesting, I just, <laughs> by interesting, you mean like all his other games? So I, I didn't expect him to be scoring 20 points on this team, but he he's uninvolved offensively. Did you see two or three times in this game, Smart and Brown were looking for him underneath, and he's just kind of clearing space, not ready for a pass, not even making himself a threat on the offensive end of the floor. Now we know. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league, but that can't be the only thing you're doing on offense. That is the only thing he does on offense. Again, that's what he does. He's a good offensive rebounder, but he does nothing else. And every time he tries to force his way in, usually the results aren't great. Sometimes you feed, sometimes he, he you feed it to him in the post, and he tries to for uh, tries to force the matter, and it, it hardly ever goes well. Yeah, I don't think their offense is built that way either, too, which is a problem for him. He loved that isolation point in Cleveland, and they were able to clear out more space for him there to do those. Just doesn't say he's not successful with that right now. He's not getting into his hook shot. Uh, he's not taking threes, which is something he did a little bit last year. Like he's got to get more involved somewhere here. We know he's not going to hit free throws at a high rate. So what are we? 
You know, so far he's nine points per game, so I'm not freaking out. But a night like tonight, four points, looking as uninvolved as he was. Now he it's was not in- the totals; it's it's what you it's the eye test. The eye yeah. test shows extremely limited offensively, um, even more so than we thought on the low end of who we thought he would be. He's done everything else, which is really scrappy, really physical, high energy, high effort, great on the boards, but absolutely a zero on offense. So you know I think what? everything else came in exactly at baseline, what you expected, except the offense is clearly below. I would agree. And, like, you know what? You can't have five guys on there looking to score on the court at the same time. So if he's the type of guy that's going to do everything else and, you know, pick up the trash, so to speak, down low and, and you know, handful of points here and there, maybe you get maybe you get 12 on a good night out of him. Celtics know what they're going to get. I mean, if it's one of those things where they can they can get the offense elsewhere and he's you know helping out in other ways, then you just you just take it. But um, I, I agree. I mean, I, he's certainly not a, a player that they're looking to uh, when he's out there. I, I did like the defense tonight, though. Kind of yeah, Vucevic, that kind too. of stuff. He's strong. He's just a strong force down he's a there. Big he's, body. Yeah. Yeah. He's not protecting the rim necessarily, but he's keeping guys away from it. Taco so, protects the freaking rim, is what he does. Right. We, we surprised we didn't see for that matter. Paco was final boss in like those video games, man. Like you just like you're like, oh, how, how the hell am I gonna get? Am I gonna get by this guy? Like that's Taco Fall. Like you put him at the end of the game, he's the final boss. I was excited to see him play that, you know, drop coverage again tonight. Before we knew for sure who was gonna be available tonight, but uh, you know, we got the we, we got the three pointer instead. How about Cole Anthony bringing him out to the island, just exposing him? I'm like, okay, well done. He wanted it after yeah. the, after the blocked shot. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a fool of this guy. He yeah, did it twice. He had that in mind the whole yeah. time. He's like, I'm gonna undress this guy now. Yeah. <laughs> Cole's fun. He's probably the most fun thing about Orlando right now. And Pritchard still got him. Credit to Pritchard. I mean, that was kind of like the battle tonight. Who's the second best point guard in the class so far? Pritchard uh, came out on top. Yeah. Uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, we uh, we do know now that the Harden thing. Um, we're looking at a debut tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the more we hear about this story, the more it does seem like there, there was legit Kyrie insurance in mind when they made this deal. Um, you know, so, you know, worried, might, yeah. worried of a total flake out or just to simply kind of get the message to him that like, we're going to move on without you, you know, and do you have, do you have that mark guys. Though? Is it really that? Is it really that? Because I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna trade all those picks and like mortgage your future just to send a message to Kyrie. Like, Not for the message, but like we're built around superstars it's, at this point. Yeah, to save your season. I so, think they had to do it for Durant. They had to do it for Durant because you know all these Kyrie antics isn't gonna take much for Durant to be like, yo, I'm not about to waste the next you know three years of my career and like in the, in Brooklyn with this guy who I thought you know maybe he's a friend of mine, but like. He's a liability to my own career. Like, I'm not going to hang around. So you guys better figure it out. Like, I know this guy, James, like he's out in Houston and like he can probably help out. Like maybe the conversation went that way. Who the hell knows? But I did hear that Kyrie can't play tomorrow now because of COVID protocol. So, yeah, I mean, at at the end of the season, Kemba might play more games than Kyrie after all this. (laughs) That'd be crazy. There's a good chance of that. Very possible. I mean. No, I definitely think there's some truth to that because they don't know. And I think this was smart on their part because when's the next time you're going to see someone like, regardless of how people feel about him, James Harden available, a top three guy, the top scorer, one of the greatest scores of all time. So I, I think Brooklyn did their 
due diligence because of that, because of what Kyrie's doing right now. And also, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I, I sort of buy this, the report out of Brooklyn saying that uh, these two aren't so close or at least they've been uh, quote unquote distant the past few weeks. Maybe Durant was. How could they not be? Yeah, exactly. Durant's like, hey, what, what are we doing here? Like, this isn't what I signed up for. distant. One of the guys just went away. Like, and you, <laughs> literally, and you, literally distant. You know and you, I'm going to distance myself from you. Yeah, <laughs> like, going away and not telling you where I'm going. Right. And, yeah. if you're, and if you're Kevin Durant, you came to Brooklyn, you had a you had a sit down. You had several sit downs with Kyrie. You must have. You're not making a decision without several sit downs. You're going to be like, oh, you, you, know, you have to like, be all like, freaking weird this early. You know, like I knew you were going to flake out, but did you have to do it in game four? You know, like of right. one. So yeah, then he did so early. If I'm Durant, I would have done the same thing. Like, listen, I need someone. I need some firepower here. Sure. Let's do it. Let's have a reunion in Brooklyn. And with or without Kyrie, I'm, I'm bringing this team to the finals. I need to show everyone that I need. I, I want to. Again, I'm on the same level as LeBron. Okay, my championships with the Golden State Warriors—they weren't a fluke. Like all that is relevant right now for for Kevin Durant. Whatever it yeah. takes, get me back I, to the finals. I want to take down LeBron and show everyone I, I'm I'm better than LeBron. I think that's what he thinks. I, I just I, want to give a couple. Sh- oh, go ahead, Jose. Sorry. No, no, I, I, that's it. I said that's. I, I think that's that, that's his mindset right now. Yeah. Let me ask. We got Austin doing couple, the couple quick a. Shout outs. I'm seeing Celtics fans uh, just where they're coming from. We got Seattle in the house. We've got Winnipeg in the house. We got people coming in from all over. So welcome everybody. Uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, from outside of Boston. I, most of our audience is in Brockton, uh, but I they can't Brazil, Brockton. Yeah. Uh, But they're getting Brockton. it fine in Winnipeg. Most of our audience is in Brockton. Would would be much bigger in Brockton if they had any service. <laughs> You do, need, you do need Wi-Fi to get this show. Uh, no, I will say this. I don't know what's going on. Let me ask you guys on. a question. Let me ask you guys a question about this Harden trade. Would this trade have happened if Durant looked as good as he looks? Would it still have happened? Would Were the Nets kind of waiting to see what they had before they pulled the trigger on, on something like that, thinking, well, maybe, maybe if Durant is only 50%, we're not good enough with Harden anyway, so we're not going to go ahead and mortgage, mortgage the future here. But now seeing Durant come back the way he did, saying, wait a second, we're only, you know, we're, we're a lot closer than maybe we thought we were to start this year. We are going to pull the trigger on this deal, Kyrie or not Kyrie. So we all expected this to happen earlier. Like It almost felt like Brooklyn was selling these young players since like midway through last year. So it was surprising that the starter drag on. And it was Houston. We know that. Like Houston did the Simmons thing. They need to nail this trade. They were going to hold on to that for as long as it as they possibly could. The timing did come together so weird this like past week. Harden just throws those four games, <laughs> does the big speech, and then all of a sudden you have Brooklyn just rallying in with the massive trade organization. Four teams pulled in. This was ready to roll. Like once Harden executed that press conference, the situation's crazy, can't be fixed. Everything just fell into place and. You know, we know how this all works behind the scenes. It feels like, you know, this was something that was coming together for a while. It's just Houston had the keys. They could hold on to them. It was two years. Harden did what he needed to do at the end between the, you know, fat protests, as I called it, and just really just fat down in those last four games. The opposite of a hunger strike. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I swear I'm going to eat until I die unless you trade 
I don't know if you guys saw it. They asked him in the press conference today, how's your conditioning? He did a big smile and he said, great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was despicable, though. All joking aside, to show up to camp that way, I mean, that's disgusting. How you could, how you could uh, treat your teammates that way, you, you, you know, just selfishly, in my opinion. I know we're joking about it, but you, you owe it to not only yourself, but you owe it to your team and your organization, the fans, to show up the way you're supposed to show up, they're paying you a lot of money and they're putting a lot of investment into you and, and to show up that way just because you want to get out I love of this comment. Right. Well, his his take was that they weren't Trap investing. Door. Anyone see uh, anyone see Endgame? No? no. Oh, come on. <laughs> fat Thor? So his, his thing yeah, is that- Thor, got, Thor got depressed and he got fat for Endgame and he was really funny. <laughs> Anyway, I kind of go back and forth on the Harden thing because it's no secret that Fertitta's been one of the more you know reviled owners the last few years, cheaping out, cutting down the salary of the roster the way they have. But we know Harden's been involved on those personal decisions too. Chris Paul would still be there. Darren Morey wanted to commit to Paul Harden, that core, the core that looked great, probably would have been great for years to come. And they did the horrendous Westbrook trade. And that kind of put them in a position to pick five first-round picks over Ben Simmons, which, you know, we look at this Houston return. It wasn't that great. Kuruks, Exum, uh, Oladipo on a one-year deal and some Nets picks. Now, they get a lot of Nets picks here, but they better hit on one of those because they didn't get any players that are worth investing. And this Oladipo thing looks like it's just let the contract run out, make a choice, and move on with cap space. and. Yeah. You know, there are fans who look at cap space and getting excited about that, and they're like, what are we doing here? Well, that's what I said last show. I was like, man, if you're Houston, you are in for a rude awakening, going from what you're used to seeing to what you're about to see. Yikes. And that's why I thought, like, that Sixers deal was a gift if they could have pulled that off and gotten some real talent in there. Right I would have done that, right? Just take think- Simmons and run. I don't yeah. care if he doesn't fit with Wall. I don't care if he's expensive and he might leave in two years. Like, you do this trade to set yourself up for what's next. And now they're just right. guessing what's next. Like, All right. And, then, and the thing is, you know, worst case Simmons, you find out Simmons wants out, you trade him, you know? So you, you keep, you know, you keep your assets, you know, right now we know, we know firsthand how difficult it is to trade first round picks, you know, going into a draft where you've got a mid to late round pick and you know, there's maybe it's not a lot of, a lot of great prospects going. So it's, it's definitely a risk for Houston, but that's what I mean. Like, Shame on James Harden for for putting him in that position like that, and essentially, you know, their hands were tied at that point. They had to well, take whatever they could get at that point. Would he have Would he have gotten traded if he didn't do this? That's a good point too. I mean, I don't know. Is he supposed to just? I don't know. I mean, it really depends. Are you on the player side? You're on the team side. It's It's unfortunate when those situations get to that point because there's really, you know, somebody's going to look really bad in the end. So. Um, you know, we've seen it on the other hand, a, a player's loyal to a team and then they get traded. You know, we've, uh, we've seen it with Isaiah Thomas. So, I mean, it does go both ways. So I guess it might be hypocritical for me to sit here and blast James Harden, but I just didn't like the way he went about it. because that pressure was so ridiculous. Right. The situation's yeah. crazy. It's crazy yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, That's what you have to say about this whole thing? Like, <laughs> dude, oh, it was so quit. deadpan. You quit in Orlando. Like, just say that. Just say that. You've right. been at, you never gave this team Hans, a I knew you were going to say Mordor next. I was waiting for it. The situation's crazy because of you. I knew like, it. <laughs> it's insane. I couldn't John? believe it. He, he, it's bad, man. Give me Rohan. Stuff well, you got what he wanted. 
stuff like oh, that, yeah. you know? And he, and he gets what he wants. Like, at the end of the day, he gets what he wants. Well, so. the, every player gets what they want, it seems, at the end. This is a superstar league, and that's why so many people are fed up with the NBA, especially fans who aren't diehard fans. It's very hard to get, like, hockey fans into the NBA, for example, because they feel like the players have all the control and they're prima donnas. They, you know, they just pout until they get what they want or they show up out of shape and they demand trades and they form super teams. And there's a lot of reasons why it's fans the, are kind of... money, too, Jimmy, though. That's a huge part of it. But our guys don't get paid. We, we get paid jack, you know what, jack shit, and, and the NBA players get all this money. Like, that's what... But I'm with you. Yeah, hockey fans, yeah. that's why that's a big reason. This is an example. I mean, you go baseball. I don't know. Baseball fans are probably weird anyways. But they, they, I'm just saying, like, that's the knock on the NBA is that the players have so much. You know, they can almost hold their teams hostage and do whatever. The superstar players anyways. So right. um, we'll see if it works out. I mean, it, it's a risky, it's a risky, risky trade from Brooklyn. But it might be, you know, high risk. It's a high risk, high reward trade, you know. And hopefully and they're on for them, if. Kyrie buys in, they certainly have the pieces there. Um, I'd ask John to contribute, but I think he's been infatuated uh, on the geography side of, of where, where these fans are coming no, from. I, I, you, I right now. I'm down. talking nerd right now <laughs> with, with the with the Marvel and the Tolkien fans. No, Dude, shout out Lynn Matt. Right now. You're going to show everyone, look, we people listen to it or watch us from all of these places around the world. You're gonna... <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I was sure the kid from Lynn Mass. That was the cutest from Lynn Mass, that was a tough to be sandwiched between like Spain and Australia, and there was like Lynn Mass. So, you know, Lynn Mass. To Lynn I Mass. gave Lynn a shout. That's my, part of, that's my part of town. Tough to be sandwiched between, you know, a couple of elite countries like that. But, you know, Lynn yeah. Mass is elite in its own right. So we'll take it. Yeah. I love Lynn. That's where I grew up cooking, flipping uh, pancakes. That was my first job. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that before that was before the uh, ups gig yeah you just got in there you waited two seconds what it work pies out of the oven <laughs> you're a gino's guy i, I worked at papa gino's as a 14 year old i love papa gino's yeah. are they still around? Was the best I, I there was like every birthday party i went to back then they're still around you know that was awesome no free ads, but I'm not a huge Geno's guy to begin with. Uh, my friends, some of my friends are going to be upset to hear that. Pizza from Geno's and a Syrian super steak was all you needed to, to live. Like That's all you needed in life. They had a great breadstick. There, now it would I kill remember. you, John. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Jimmy. I feel like Needham, Newton, you know, that, that was huge. Ne- you know, the one on Needham Street, Papa Geno's. That, that one was like that's a spot. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What is Papa Geno's? <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Oh, man. We got an audience, and we're talking okay. about it. We're talking about a defunct local pizza chain. We should probably move on. <laughs> <laughs> not even... Singapore doesn't understand Papa Gino's. Fair You're enough. like, oh yeah, Needham Street. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, had a great like... breadstick. That's correct. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Good subs too. They're subs it are is a Boston they thing. Used yeah. To, yeah, D'Angelo's and them a joined forces to make a superstar. They did. They did. Yeah. Superstar is one word. We apologize. <laughs> oh yes, we're staying with Middle Earth. What? It's it's me. I've got a thing going. A nerd, hey, nerds, nerds, get out nerd. of here. I should have known. I was like, I'm what a is, nerd. What does that even mean? Don't worry. Get, that's get that, that comment. Lembus, dude. This, you can eat just a little piece of that, and it'll keep you full forever in Middle Earth. That's what the hobbits took with them on their journey. Um, anyway, or something. So we sort just of lost every sports fan that was watching this video. More Anyways. than this bread. Yeah. 
John, should I give uh, Game of Thrones a, a, another try? I just got HBO Go. I was meaning to bring it up to you. Uh, yeah. You can watch Game of Thrones, but don't just don't watch the last season. Just pretend it ended at season seven. And what about the, what about the first season? I heard the first season's first a drag. season is oh. freaking unbelievable. It's unbelievable it's or unbelievably bad. Like boring. No, it's unbelievable. The first oh. season of Game of Thrones is unreal. Oh, so is it the first couple of episodes that are slow? I heard the beginning is great all the way through season four, yeah, and then like, they start to get a little weird. Okay. You got to you got to be into like that. You got to be into that type of stuff, like. That yeah, being the heads cutting cut off and all that stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. You oh be, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta be into it. To be honest, four. it gets like it gets like kind of outlandish after you get to like season four. It's like okay, now there's like magic involved and stuff. Well, people don't like laugh. Off, I like it. I heard, I heard. Don't get attached to any characters because they don't laugh. You can't just do a TPE for Gandalf. You need to give them something. <laughs> you gotta give them Richard at least. <laughs> if yeah. you want the white want... wizard, Jimmy John's yeah, come podcast. On. Is going to do a whole Game of Thrones series for us, from yeah. what I hear. Game of Thrones in the form of the NBA season? Yeah. Well, what's his name? I already compared him to Joffrey. Who's the dude on Memphis who I can't stand? Allen, right? Grayson Allen? Yeah, Grayson Allen. Is Grayson Allen could be Joffrey. I mean, he, he he looks too much like Ted Cruz to really be anything else, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz would be Joffrey too. No, but 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 the Joffrey comparisons are pretty good. Did you guys uh, see yeah, the yeah. Bill Burr tweet? <laughs> he compared no. Pritchard to uh, he said he looked like the son from the Sullivan Tire commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Sullivan one. Also a local <laughs> establishment. Yeah, no, I love Bill Burr, man. Whenever he talks NBA, it's just it's so no, funny. Papaginos in LA. Papaginos is like Shakey's. Does that still exist in LA? <laughs> Shakey's. I don't know what Shakey's is. It was a pizza joint way back when. John, John knows every oh. local food chain, huh? Uh, I remember Papa Gino before it came back. I mean, not Papa, Papa Gino's, Gino's. It's Little Caesars, excuse me. Little Caesars. No, it's, it's like, like Shakey's um, in LA. Wait, wait the most surprising thing I heard this year was Brad Stevens is like obsessed with Little Caesars. He was talking about going to the arena and how like he'd eat what? the whole box of pizza. I was I was so disgusted. Yeah, and he grew up Little on Caesars in Indiana. It was it's it's like Papa Gino's. Everyone ate terrible pizza. Like three bucks. Well, now, but back then it was a new thing. It was like a new popping thing. I'm a pizza snob. I pay the extra money for the best of the best. I'm not. I'm not taking. Oh, you go to North Bend, Bobby. You're that dude. No, I yeah. will. Now yeah. with the traffic, I I only go pizza snob. I'll go toe to toe. I go to Chinatown for Chinese pizza. food. I go to North End for pizza. Like I'll go anywhere now. Why would you go to the place down the street? <laughs> I can get into Boston in like 12 minutes, no traffic, and literally park my car in the middle of the street. Oh, no, I can park whatever <laughs> and just well, walk into a restaurant, have somebody bring it to my car. It's, I, I, no, what I mean is like, I feel like everyone should have that one like sub shop pizza spot. Like that's your go-to. It doesn't have to be like in the North End. It's like, you know, it's a house no, of whatever you. pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, you're just doing the I house subs? Oh, dude. No, I'm yeah. saying like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not snobby in that way. I can have that and enjoy that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, like pizza you know hunt. what they say about pizza. I'm not going to repeat it, but you know what they say about it. But my favorite pizza in it's New about England. sex. It's a sex thing. <laughs> Tripoli's pizza. Tripoli's pizza. If you haven't had it, it's beach pizza. There's like five different locations. You got Bojangles. There's one in North Andover, Lawrence, Haverhill. I want to say Salisbury. Anyways, no free ads, but... Tripoli's pizza. You got to get extra cheese, extra provolone on it. Thank me later. Tell Jimmy sent you. 
got to you got to make Jordan Bone money to be living I like that. I just helped podcast turn into pizza talk. It was a thirty point game over Ooh, the other day. Pizza pizza no, you want you want us to talk Sorbus about pizzas you know and It's your fault. It's your fault. You're still here. I tried to get the Jalen Brown segment going. Blame these oh, guys. Last take on pizza though. Shout out to the to the Greeks, man. I like their pizza better. I like the, those pizza you're, shops. You're a, you just said that. You're a house of guy, so you automatically are obsessed with Greek the pizza. House every- I'm not crazy. I forgot, I forgot to give John a shout-out on that, though. I've worked at several Greek pizzerias. Oh, man. John, how many pizza the places have you worked out? The crust was good, but you need a lot of napkins there. you got to do the pat-down. Oh, you should like, eat that up, Bobby. you got to eat that. <laughs> I'm not a huge Greek pizza. I'm with John. You go to the North End. I mean, you got pizza up the wazoo. I mean, I... I'm not just saying this because it's cliche, but Regina's to me is the best. I pizza. love Regina's. So the original the Regina's. Gotta go to the North, North End. End. One. The big difference. Gotta go to the North End one. Right? Just give me the other knockoff places. Yeah, now I sound mad stormy, but yeah, it's a good spot. It's That's different. my spot. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, number Sneaky. one on my big board. Sneaky good pizza. Yeah, or you could very- go visit Nick and go to Santarpio's, and that's the only other acceptable option. <laughs> Santarpio's <laughs> really easy to get in and out too. Santarpio is good, but people like the Santarpio snobs, like they are easy. They are out of their minds. People I, also, I don't like paying big bucks for a yeah. tiny pizza. The pizza is too small. It's got to be oh, bigger. Santarpio's is good, but you got to be You're, careful. They won't they won't take any crap in there. You, you look at somebody the wrong way. Those yeah. waitresses will knock you in the, in the, in the Brockton area. You, down, you order a pizza and a combo plate and a Budweiser, and then you don't say another friggin' word. <laughs> There's the Santarpios and Peabody now. That's been a big plus for us. Town yeah. Spawn in, in Stoughton for for South Shore people. That, that's a one classic. time. One time I went with a couple of people. This is Santarpios, and we and we ordered two pizzas, and she only came out with one. And we were like, "Oh, we ordered two. She's like, "No, you didn't. You ordered one." I was like, "No, we, I was like, "Oh, we ordered two. She's like, "You ordered one." I was like, "You know what? I think you're right. I think we did order one." Even though there was like five of us, like we clearly ordered two. We clearly ordered <laughs> one, two. Here's my. Here's my. Two. She scared me though. I was like, "Yeah, we ordered one, but you know what? We'll take another one." Yeah. I did my rankings for the East before the season. Pizza, I gotta go one. Regina, two. Angela's on Route One, <laughs> right, by, right by Kyle. Loves lists. And <laughs> number three, Revere Beach. The rest. <laughs> Revere Beach, the Yankees. I like Ernesto's too, but you gotta catch it when it's fresh. Well, they're gonna Santarpio's warm up every. Right they're gonna warm up every slice for you at Ernesto's. But yeah, once you look in that, you look in that behind that glass, and one looks like it's been there for like three days. You just it you has gotta pick something been there for three days. Yeah, it's like the one with banana Ooh, peppers or something. Town Spa versus Cape Cod Pizza. That's a good question. I'm, I'm Town Spa. Yeah. Ernesto's is fire. Are you a little chick? So I I lived in the North End for seven years, and I'll tell you what. I had some late nights. Boba's won't do pizza or they used to not do pizza in the middle of the night but if you go there during the day they have the best like deep dish like it's the rectangle style i guess you i guess you could call it um frank pepe's good point that's, that's top good. three yeah, I mean, oh, good. Good. you gotta go to Bubba's. Yeah. Are very good though what's the other one on rule one Bob? very good prince prince pizzeria oh, i hate open up his chains aren't very good Oh, I'm not been. crazy about Prince Pizza. I mean, you could say the same about that Santarpio second location. But uh, one. Also, shout out to not pizza at all, but uh, Kelly's. It's a good spot. <laughs> Kelly's yeah, are we going to roast beef on this? Okay. We lost a few people because of the pizza talk. We apologize, but we're going to wrap up the show anyway. Right, Guys, any final thoughts? Javante Green. Uh, Look at him. 
What was your moment? Was it the Javante dunk or was it uh, Taco? The dunk. The dunk. I mean, yeah. I think how quickly it happened. I mean, I, I know it's cliche to say it, but it's it's ridiculous with how how quick he can be. And, and again, I, I think uh, the time off and, and also, you know, right when he was supposed to come back, more time off. So I think he was anxious and eager. And I think he's just one of those plug-in guys for sure. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be, a, you know, a once-in-a-time thing. That was bad intentions, that dunk. Yeah. He's about, trying to about- miss it. And those three-pointers go a long way, man. Those, those threes in the corner. I mean, with that second unit, with Pritchard running the floor, Teague, I just, I just need to see Kemba come back. That's the, that's what's going to really, you know, obviously, right? But, yeah. John, how close are you to a semi-Ojale apology, Cam? Are you I'm inching close. further in that direction? Someone asked for it tonight. I'm close. No, nah, I think you got a couple more weeks. Let's see. Or maybe one more week. One more week. Every game yeah. he comes in, he plays well at this point. It's getting it's getting close to apology camp territory. Yeah, no, it is. It's definitely getting close because he's getting giving close. you exactly what you need and what you kind of expect out of him, whereas – I felt like in the previous season he wasn't really doing that. I, I, I hated no I hated all of his minutes in previous last year, almost yeah. almost every minute I hated it. You know, and again I know right. his three point percentage was up. It's just, yeah, you just hate. I never it. liked the semi ojale portion of any game, and right. now well, he's acquitting himself. You know why? Though he's when, still whenever, out there in garbage time, which is strange. And again, yeah, he ate it up. I don't get starting Grant over him at this point, but anyway. It's not enough guys for garbage time anymore. I only got like uh, 12. I still don't get the Grant thing. Like, the way at all. He's up, man. It has to be it. Or maybe he's doing it in practice. I don't it's, know. It what doesn't he you know, I mean, practice. compared to what we saw last year, it just doesn't make sense that he would take a step back. It's like <laughs> office space from the consultant. Like, what do you do here? You know, like, I don't know what Grant Williams does. <laughs> Tell us what you do here. Like, exactly I really what know. you say you do. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything yeah, average. One to three, two points, two Nothing rebounds. Great. He's a body. Uh, He's a body. And again, it's not. He gets in there and plays. Be baby Draymond. I need him to be baby Draymond. I, I'm laughing. <laughs> we were doing draft commentary, and John opened it up with, "He's a basketball player. He's a player who plays." <laughs> <laughs> one of our commenters caught that one. I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a basketball player. <laughs> John will be happy to that dude is traded. I swear. Uh, Jimmy, your final Jimmy, your final thought before we wrap it. We have to go. Why do we have to go? I had nothing, nothing else to do tonight. He's about to order some pizza. Yeah, uh, not now I am because uh, tomorrow is Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm on I'm the phone tomorrow the night. NBA. I'm scrolling through the NBA. Did you guys see? Um, Drummond had a 2020 night. I know that yeah. Drummond's a, another name that always gets. Oh like, lord. I'm just telling you, he gets linked to the Celtics all the time. He does that all the time, Jimmy. He's kind of beasting. He's kind of beasting this season in Cleveland. We're going to look up in like five years and be like, Drummond's uh, sixth all time in rebounds. He just goes out there, plays 40 (laughs) minutes, and throws like 20. (laughs) That's what he's going to be his career. That's the story of his career. Like, we're we're just going to turn around and miss it and be like, wow, that was, that happened quickly. NFL picks, don't look here. (laughs) I got lots of NFL picks. 
Bedard did his pick. We've got him on our. Uh, we've got him up on our site, and um, and Lazar did as well. Buccaneers this weekend. Can't wait, Tom. I'm all aboard the Tom Brady train at this point. Oh, damn, cool. Bobby jinxed him, bro. I'm cool with nerds. I don't like dorks. Big difference between the two. If you're a dork, that's like a negative thing. If you're a nerd, you're cool. I liked how he, you know, he had to come up. He had to come up on the show. Well, let's see. Let's see how he does this weekend. All right, my picks, Bobby, my your final thought, buddy. Hold on, my football pick. Tom Brady <laughs> every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Brady loses. And sometimes Monday. No, he doesn't. Brady wins. Book it. I already bet him. You Bill know, loses Chiefs, Bill Belichick. Bill Chiefs, Saints, and whoever is playing against the Rams. I forget. Packers. Packers. I'm taking the favorites. I'm taking. We got a Brady. game. We got a game Sunday as well. One o'clock. Next, we'll be doing a we'll be doing an afternoon show. Oh, we have a we have a game Sunday. Oh. Game is banging in. It really puts a uh, wrench in your uh, football day. <laughs> Brady's Brady's on at six, so we got to make sure that we're hard out before that game starts. We are. There'll be no pizza segment that day. We are. Is it? What are the timing of the games on Sunday? I think it's, it's gotta be a like, one, right? No, no, I think it's like a three and a three three o'clock hour sometime and a six o'clock hour sometime. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. All right, well, we'll do one. We're gonna do a post game show Sunday. Uh, uh, Bobby, your final thought. I'm excited for the next. That's that's been a good team so far this year, and uh, they get size. J Barrett's good. People are wondering, are they for real? Are they pretend? They took a bad loss to the Nets the other night, so I'm guessing pretend mostly because it's the next. So I think the Celtics should be able to pick up another win there. Well, uh, who would be the next to come off quarantine at this point? I guess everybody's come off quarantine, so there'll be no Tatum, no Rob. It's pretty much the same crews this week. This is a good yeah. comment. This is the year Simmons is not going to win rookie. He's not going to win. 27-year-old <laughs> Pritchard is going to unseat 28-year-old Simmons for a rookie of the year. Browns, Chiefs at three. Buccaneers, Saints at six. 640. Yeah. That should be the new thing. So, that, so this show will slide right in. This will be your nice little uh, pregame to, to the Agreed. TV12 show. Agreed. <laughs> there, are, there is more than one Pavone for those who don't know it. Check us out. Causeway Street. Causeway Street podcast. Bobby Manning's Dome Theory podcast. Jimmy and John's TBD podcast at some point or another. The fans of Jimmy John's. Are, we might fans do it at demanding. some point or another. Blow out my inbox. Nick yeah. will make a good logo for that. Yeah. Jimmy John, the Jimmy John podcast. The uh but uh the, my final thought again re- revolves around Pritchard. I I'm uh, I'm all in uh and I, we're never going back. There's no looking back love? at this point. Da- you want the apology, Kim? Danny murdered a pick. Danny Dan- <laughs> Danny Danny absolutely slayed one of the we've been talking about the need for converting one into a you know a lottery we ticket. We're not saying Pritchard's all-star level player lottery ticket, but if you get a real player at that point in a draft, you know what he's been? Time. Someone said this tonight. He's been Hayward. He's essentially been Hayward so far, for yeah, the most part. Not defensively, a, but yeah. filling that it, role. It's a it's a pick. home run. It's a, if he stays like this for his career, it's a great. And he's a rotation point guard, second unit guy. That's a home run. If he ascends to starter level or continues to improve, 
I mean, glorious pick. And even you have to say Rob Williams, where he was picked two, is also trending towards highly successful picks. So the amount of heat we give Danny for the Romeo, which justifiably, yeah. And then we'll see about Neesmith. You know, it sucks to miss there, you know, because it's higher up. There's more quality players. And if there are players drafted in and around those guys that are better, you really are missing some opportunities. But to hit, Home run late. We have to. We'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait, but I'm 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 all in on Pritchard. So that's my final. Well, I'm, I'm Pritchard, Pritchard best pick in the mid to late round, like later round since I would say Avery Bradley, which was a while ago, which yeah. 10, 10 years ago. So I mean, yeah. I agree with you. Good, good, yeah, great. And pick. then who knows? And if Romeo and Neesmith, and I'm willing to, you know, Peyton is defending um, the other guys here. I'm willing to accept for sure. Look, we desperately want to see Neesmith and Romeo be good players. This Celtics, this game, this team, the dynamic changes immeasurably if these two guys as wings can provide real minutes on this team and actually be uh, competent rotation players or or close to starter level. Then all of a sudden you have done what what good teams need to do, which is you can't pay everybody, so you have to replenish with some people coming up um, and – that's going to happen. You're going to lose stars, but you got to have some other people coming in behind them. If those guys can play even a little bit, the the idea, the whole vibe around this team changes a lot. Yeah, I, and they've gotten criticism for taking a lot of young players, ton yeah. of picks. I think they've picked, picked like 16 in the last four years. They're starting to pile up some, you know, not hits necessarily, but guys who can play green. Couple Sammy. hits, couple yeah. hits are great. And if the guys who are supposed to hit hit or even come close. You know, I, I really am. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for it. I'm still dying to see Romeo, you know, on a team where he would actually have a chance to play and contribute on a regular basis, where he's not blocked by three or four clearly superior wing players in front of him. There's That's no a world where he starts then this year. You know, there's it's, it's no possible. reason healthy that he wouldn't, he couldn't theoretically, as you said, be knocking on the door for starter or at least a solid part of that second unit. He absolutely should be. So that would be great. Anyway, uh, we're hoping. I, a lot of the people kind of feel the same. So I'm more hopeful about the youth than I was to start the season. So that, that's yeah. a problem you can't yeah. worry too. You know what well, else? Too, I said this earlier too. I think they, they're going to improve because not only the break, but because of, again, I think they didn't, the, the way we wrote them off, or at least called them a 500 team in the first 10 games, I mean, they proved everyone wrong. And I think Bobby called them a 500 team. He said he'd be happy. No, I said that'd be good. Well, that'd yeah. be the bar. The bar. Like, is they're number one in the it's East. Just you, where we take want them. You have Bobby to. Bobby said he'd be happy after the Detroit loss. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, all we can hope for is 500. Yeah. Uh, oh, we lost. Bobby got sad. Wow. Yeah. You guys pissed him off. What'd you do to him? It wasn't a true apology, Cam. We will we will get to those for sure. No, he's so sensitive. Um, Julian, <laughs> Bob, did Wheeling's there? <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah, you're nowhere near Crockett, Bobby. Come on, man. What happened? All right, so, Bobby, we're gonna Wait, sign off. Thing. Just cut up the pizza segment, put it on YouTube, and we're done. Um, for everybody at home, I uh, just want to tell you: subscribe to our YouTube channels. Um, 
both the Celtics channel for Celtics exclusive content, our main channel where you can get lots of different stuff. If Patriots or Bruins is your thing, we've got those too. Um, so subscribe. You get notified every time we go live, which we will do after every single Celtics game and breaking news situations. We did it after the Harden trade. We did it after uh, Tatum went uh, on the COVID list. So uh, when news breaks or when things happen, we're going to be here for you guys always. We appreciate you as always uh, joining us. Jimmy, you had something to say before we sign off? Uh, Bobby, a lot of people have issue with your Horford jersey. Do you have any comment on whether or not that's going to remain where it is? Not important whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's an, it's, an ode, it's an ode to our fellow host, Anna Horford, one of my favorite Celtics ever. Al, that's not coming down. Okay, then there it is. Wow. So people, I would, I, I just you don't get the part of that, but all right. <laughs> Never coming down, he says. Suck it, actually, everybody. He's actually trying to acquire Horford again, as we heard earlier in the video. So <laughs> one day, not now, maybe one day. The Bobby, the Bobby stands will go crazy if he comes back. It'll be those vibes. It'll be Bobby's jersey, those vibes the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say right Joe now. Sway. Joe Sway fans bigger than Bobby fans right now. It's it's close, but Joe Sway's got it by an inch. I don't we know need, if it's we need to find a single Jimmy. We need to find a Jimmy <laughs> yeah, fan Jimmy. somewhere. Jimmy, what's your Q score right now? They're I mean, out there just somewhere. Lagging. I just know it. They're out there somewhere. I know it. I know it. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, Shout out to Anna, too. Check out her podcast. Also on CLNS Media. Shout out to Anna. And again, we say this all the time. If you, you should don't do a know about it, you should. But the amount of Celtic, the, if you like the Celtics content, the amount of Celtics uh, or basketball podcasts we have. Um, are crazy. You know, Bob Ryan and Goodman have been having wild guests on. I mean, great guests on. Rick like, Carlisle. Like legit NBA, current Brad NBA. Brad Stevens. That was a heck of a conversation with Brad. But I mean, everybody, this, coaches, GMs, they're literally yeah. just grabbing whoever they want and talking to them. It's unreal. You know uh, what I love about it, too? It's like you take a podcast has been awesome. Last two episodes Thank have been terrific. Up. Yeah, I feel like you go back in time with so much like great stuff, great stories, but then it always circles back to what's relevant to today. Like, I think that's the best way to to describe their podcast. Uh, Bob yeah. Ryan, yeah. Goodman, great, great podcast. Yeah, so Ryan uh, and Goodman uh, together, we've got Sherrod. Uh, the Celtic Speed podcast has been great. we got to get Sherrod on an episode of this too. What's that? we got to get Sherrod on one of these some night. Yeah. And um, you can always listen to this and Sherrod would come on. We talked about it already. And Maxwell, Max is ready to come on Max and uh, I go tomorrow. So yeah. look we get a day off finally. <laughs> yeah. But um, also you can subscribe to the audio version of this podcast uh, as well. And always listen to it back. If you join. Yeah, late that's not. That's clnsmedia.com slash Celtics live for the post game show and the garden report clnsmedia.com slash GR. Yep. We're just going to Spotify. That's all we got. Thank you, everybody, for hanging in there. Celtics beat the Magic. Appreciate you guys. Same two teams. Do we have to do this again Sunday, or can we just? Oh, it'll be a better game. It'll be a better game. It's the Knicks, I thought. No? Yeah, it's the Knicks, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot to prove. Yeah. Okay. Knicks, John. That's it. Good night, everybody. We'll see you later.